Hello and welcome to another edition of your favorite football podcast. I am Pat. Alongside me is James and Raceland. Today we've got a bunch of stuff to cover and I hope you're excited for it just as much as we are. Um, first, we're going to start off with biggest surprises and disappointments from the season. Now, I want to get James's opinion on this one first. Yeah, I think I'm going to go ahead and start with the uh, the positives, and that's the biggest surprises for the year. Um, one of them has to be Justin Herbert. I mean, I, I really, to be honest, I really didn't expect him to come in and play as quickly as he did. As we all know, the injury to Tyrod Taylor was kind of a freak accident. I mean, literally, he was getting a shot, and it punctured his lung, and Justin Herbert kind of got thrown into the wolves and minutes before kickoff, and he had to play. And really didn't – he hadn't looked back since. I mean, he – was really good this year. I mean, he started 15 games. He had over 4,000 passing yards, completing 66% of his uh, passes. And he only had 10 10 interceptions. I mean, that's a pretty good rookie year, if you ask me. I mean, the record for the Chargers were 7-9. So, I mean, the future's looking bright. But, yeah, I didn't expect him to come in his first year and light it up the way he did. No, absolutely. I absolutely agree with that one. No, I, I would agree, too. I didn't think he would be – honestly, I didn't think he'd be as good as he was at all in his career. I thought he – coming out of college, he was kind of an overrated quarterback, but he's obviously proving me wrong. Right. Well, that's because normally when a quarterback comes from Oregon, they don't necessarily last as long as other quarterbacks because they're, they're more of a run first, pass later – but Herbert is a mixture of both, I guess, because he can do both very well. Yeah, I think Herbert sits in the pocket a lot better than his past Oregon peers. Um, I mean, obviously the, the latest one we all know of is Marcus Mariota, and Mariota was okay in the pocket, but he would – I mean, the pocket collapse, he was running, which is not a bad thing. I mean, you, you make the play – you extend the play any way you can. But as we all know, Mariota was on a – high for about a couple seasons then it crashed and burned um so it hopefully herbert can keep it up expect i mean he has the talent around him and he has a great defense to help him out i mean especially when the, they're healthy the chargers are pretty good defensively so i mean the future's right. looking really bright for that organization i think with the right coach they'll be fine i think they're easily a 10-win team with the right coach yeah who did they hire as their head coach it was the Bills offensive coordinator, I believe. Was it? <clears throat> I believe so. I mean, my computer is down for updates right now, so I can't look. They hired uh, Brandon Staley. He Brandon was the Staley. defensive coordinator for the Rams. Defensive oh. coordinator for the Rams. Oh, that's right. So it's going to have to going to have to rely on Herbert and uh, the offensive coordinator there. Um Another big right. surprise for me was um, how well Justin Jefferson did starting out this year and even throughout the entire season. Like, he, if, if Herbert doesn't win Rookie of the Year, I think it should be Jefferson. True. I would agree with that. I don't know who I'd give it to, though, man. If that's a toss-up. That's hard. I mean, if Joe Burrow doesn't get hurt, it's, it's got to go to Joe Burrow probably, but – I don't – I'd give it to Herbert. I mean, even if Bur- Burrow was healthy, I mean, 
I I don't I still give it to Herbert. I mean, he's had more wins than Burrow did. Obviously, I mean, he was on a better team, but he still had I mean more wins, and that's really I mean. The, I think we look too much in the numbers sometimes because if you're winning football games, you're not going to throw the ball and get as many yards as you would if you're coming from behind. And unfortunately, I mean, depends the way you look, look at it, but unfortunately, Burrow was the Bengals, and they lost a lot of games, and they still had to claw back in a lot of games, and he was getting more yards where. Herbert, yeah, I mean, he didn't didn't have a winning season. He still won seven games. Therefore, numbers can be skewed. But, I mean, the way Herbert was able to light it up week in and week out, I think he still would win it. But Justin Jefferson had a great year, and he looks like he's – I mean, he can score any play. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. If, if the Vikings can, can really get their defense settled, because there's some uncertainty coming into this year, uh, they they very well could be Super Bowl contender next year. It's very true. I'm also going to be a homer, uh, James Robinson. I mean, I I really try not to be a homer here, uh, but no, no, no. I mean, he yeah, went from I undrafted. I, I was actually going to say him for my. I didn't know who he was until a few weeks into the season. Yeah, yeah. I mean, undrafted free agent had over a thousand yards rushing, and and really, if you look at that his story, I mean, they cut Leonard Fournette. And then here he comes, is lighting. I mean, just really became the best player on the Jaguars team this past year, and he was not even drafted. It just makes you wonder, like, how did no NFL team realize this guy's potential? But I mean, hopefully, it's not a flash in the pan. But at least for this year, that was a huge surprise. I don't think it would be a flash in the pan. I think he's just that good. But I think he had more motivation than others because, like you said, he was undrafted. He wanted to prove himself, and he. Definitely did. I get where James is coming from with the uh, the flash in the pan thing because I mean, you get one guy who is undrafted, like he said, comes in. You don't have any film on him. You have no tape, so you can't really tell what exactly is going to happen. So he's going to have a good year, or at least a decent year. Now, could he be a great running back? Sure. But I think it's more likely that it's a flash in the pan than to turn around and be a Pro Bowl running back. I don't know. Too early to tell. But he did good. He did we'll know really more good. next year. We'll know more this coming year. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hmm. I think he'll be fine. Um, so another um, surprise this year was the Cleveland Browns and the turnaround of the season they had. I know we talked about sure. this a little bit on Tuesday. Um, but to go from where they were at to where they're at now, mm-hmm. Kevin Stefanski has definitely turned that team around. Right. They should be up there with Coach of the Year, right with uh, McDermott from the Bills. I'd honestly get, no, I agree. I'd give, the, I'd give the edge to McDermott, though, because he got into the AFC Championship. But, I, mean, I get that. I, I get why you do it, but I think it's got to go to Stefanski just based on what he's done with his team this year. I mean, he, he took a team who hasn't been in the playoffs in how many years? 17. I took a team who hasn't won a playoff game in how many years? And um, they did it against a divisional rival who was 11 and 5. 90, 94. 94. 94 was their last win. Mm hmm. 2002 was their last um, playoff. There was appearance, right? 
So to go from 94 and 2002 mm-hmm. and 2021, I mean, he's he's done really well with this team. There's there's definitely a future for him as a coach in Cleveland. Oh, yeah. Well, I absolutely agree. No, I, I think the edge should go to Stefanski just because, well, for one, I mean, it's the Browns. I mean, they've been the bottom of the barrel NFL team for over 20 years. And he was able to go in there in his first year and take him to the postseason. Now, granted, the building blocks are already set. It's been set for the last couple of years, but it, it he was able to bring the most out of that building blocks and bring them right. to where they should have been last season. But, you know, I think, and like I said last show, last episode is, it's, I think we overlook everything because of Stefanski, but really the biggest surprise to me is Baker. I mean, he his maturity level was so much better, and he was a way better quarterback. And he and it was to the point where when Baker started doing what doing well, like over really well, right early mm-hmm. in the year, you're like okay, when is Baker and go back to Baker, right? When is he going to start making the bad throws again? When is he going to throw the bad picks again? When is he going to start, you know, being what he was last year? But he never did. He never looked back. He just started getting better and better, especially in the pocket. He looks better in the pocket. And even in the game they lost against the Chiefs, I mean, he didn't really make any awful throws where you look, you're scratching your head and like, what was that about? You know what I mean? He he performed right. really well in that game. It's un, and they he was in position to help him win. And you can make an argument where if they get the ball again, they do win. Um, but, yeah, I think, I mean, Stefanski's getting a lot of credit, which he should, but I think a lot more credit should be going to Baker because – if Baker don't play the way he does did, especially about seventy the last half of the year and in the playoffs, mm-hmm. they're not in the postseason. They're back to six win, seven win team. Right. No, I I, I agree. Um, it, it almost goes hand in hand. I mean, yeah, you get it. You get your your coach for the next how many years? You get your quarterback who beginning of the season didn't look like he was going to pan out as a potential franchise quarterback. Now mm-hmm. he's setting himself up to get that he they're gonna pick up that fifth year option on him this year. Oh oh yeah. And then next year is really gonna be the determining factor. Can he be Baker Mayfield or can he be not Baker Mayfield? Blake Bortles. And then I, I say that is he gonna be Blake Bortles? <laughs> I, I hope not. I really hope I mean not. it's it's laughing it's a laughing matter, right? We laugh now, but if you guys look back at that twenty seventeen season, Blake Bortles had a great December, a great playoff, took him to the AFC championship game five minutes from the Super Bowl, and they gave him a big contract extension and the rest is history. We know how he performed. After that New England win in twenty eighteen, right. it was all downhill. I mean, he was throwing picks off of the line's helmets, he he was just sure. doing all the things that I would not thought I'd never see from NFL quarterback, but he was doing it. And see, this is why I'm glad that we get another year with him before we have to make that decision, as opposed right. to Bortles. Well, right. and the thing is, they didn't have to make decision on Bortles then. They just straight they they were just so high on that run. They just gave him that extension, and right. they paid for it in the end. So, like, I don't I don't see any of that from Baker, but. It's a it's a possibility, and especially because I mean Baker hasn't been that great until this year. Same thing with Blake right. Bortles, but like, like Rayson said, this year is going to be, and like you said, Pat, this year is going to be a really tall tale sign of Baker Mayfield if he's going to be the real deal going forward, or was yeah. last year just uh, like we said earlier with James Robinson flashing the pan? Yeah, 
Right. I and think, one more. I think if he comes in and is if if he comes in and does what he did this year, they'll sign him for a long term deal. If he comes in and plays like he did in the middle of the season, they might give him another year. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I'd agree with that. But if he plays like the Baker last year, two years ago, there's no way they're going to go different they quarterback can't. for next season no. or the season after. No, no, absolutely. One more biggest surprise, and then we'll move on to disappointments. I have one, and it is – I don't know if it's really a surprise or not. Mine, like I said, mine was Robinson for the Jaguars, but I'll, I'll do a different one. Um, Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. One year. I mean, I know it's Tom Brady. Granted, it is Tom Brady. He's great. One, The first year, and they're going to the Super Bowl after a 7-9 and nine season? That's that's incredible. I mean... So, I get where you're coming from. I do. Yes, I mean, it's Tom Brady, it, but still. Yes, it's Tom Brady, and yes, this team is stacked with superstars, but look at where they started this season. This, they started off the season kind of how you'd expect it. They didn't... Do but they were still figuring things that out. Well, but now look at but, them. But, but yeah, they were still figuring things out, and, and they did. People were really starting to question if Brady moving to Tampa Bay with Arians as a head coach, with Bruce Arians as a head coach. People were really starting to question that and doubt that. Okay, can these guys really pull this off, or is this going to be a wasted two years of Tom Brady's career? I think they were so, worried it was going to be a Joe Montana thing when he left the 49ers for the Chiefs. Yeah. I think they were worried about that because Joe Montana even warned him about that. Like, hey, you may not want to do that. It'll tarnish it. But I don't think it has. Yeah. I think this has cemented pretty much everything we've said about Tom Brady. Right. Right. No, yeah. And it, I mean, that's why it's a big surprise to me. Like first year, okay, I'm yeah, I, I, you know, I, I can see, I can see why. But then again, it, it is, it is just Tom Brady, and well, yeah, so. that's why I said that. That's why I said that. It's like, well, it is Tom Brady, but still, first year. I mean, that's yeah, kudos. And that's the thing. I really didn't find it as a surprise, though. I mean, really. Yeah, because it's still Brady. I mean, even if he started had a decline, it's still Tom Brady. And what he was really – and you had to look at it from two different ways. One, the on the field, and two, the locker room. Tampa Bay has not been a winning franchise for a long time. And a lot of those pe- guys in that locker room don't have the – didn't they had the talent, but they didn't have the way of winning in the NFL. They didn't have that – I don't want to say they didn't have the mindset, but they don't know how what it takes to get to the Super Bowl like Tom Brady has. So for Brady to come in and be able to install the knowledge of the not just the game itself, but how to what it takes to get to the promised land, um, I think that's cr- critical in that scenario. But also, I mean, the talent was there. I mean, you still have Mike Evans. You, I mean, they end up acquiring Leonard Fournette after he got cut, and then the defense. I mean, they were as they started getting along, they got hot at the right time, and now they're playing. Re- I think they're playing like the best defense in the NFL the last few weeks. Um, right. So, I mean, is it? I the most surprising part is it's the first year, but it's on a COVID year where there was really no training camps or anything like that. That's the surprising yeah. part. But if you take all that, that. away, I, I do. This team was still. I think they won six or seven games last year, and Jameis Winston threw 30, 30 interceptions. I mean, that's a lot of turnovers, and 
Tom Brady's not throwing that many interceptions. Um, no. So I think that's why it's not as surprising to me is they were so close with Winston, who threw that many interceptions. When Brady came in, I mean, it, it's everything started going that direction. No, I get that. But I should have specified what the big surprise was, was them going to the Super Bowl in the first year with Tom Brady. Yeah, the Super because Bowl I, surprise. I didn't, I didn't think that they'd go to the Super Bowl. I, I didn't think they'd be least, Green Bay. I didn't either. Yeah, true. I thought they'd be at least a nine-win team first year, and then next year probably 12-4, and four, and then win it all with Brady, and then he'll leave, and then, you know. But, no, he, they're in the Super Bowl now, and very well could win. Oh, yeah, they got a strong chance. They mm-hmm. got a strong chance next weekend. Yeah. We'll talk about that next week. Um, so, oh, yeah. disappointment. James, yep. what was what are some of the biggest disappointments that you saw this year? Um, the whole NFC East. <laughs> yeah, I was hoping yep. one of you would say it. I mean, yep. look, I mean that that division was god awful. Um, I, I agree. I mean, but here's the thing, right? I didn't expect them to be great, but the fact that a seven and nine team won the com- the division. And the fact that Philadelphia was won four games last year, this past year, I mean, it what what is going on there? You know, obviously to the point now they fired Doug Peterson and they're going to get a new start, I guess. But Carson Wentz is staying, which mind boggles me because I think he's that, not that great. Um, I think they might. I think they made the wrong decision. I think Peterson should have stayed and got rid of Wentz. I agree. I agree. That. But then you have – and then you have – you know, I thought Dallas was going to go in there and have the division handed to them because they were obviously the best team on paper. But you know what they say, that's why we play the game. But even everyone's like, well, Prescott got hurt. Well, even when Prescott was in the game, they weren't great. So you can't yeah. just say Prescott was the reason they lost all those games because he, when he was in the lineup, he was not very great. Now, it didn't help any but because they had Andy Dalton after. But it's True, just – McCarthy then, didn't help that team at all. No, and especially you have talent. You have, I mean, you have even without Prescott, right? You should, you have, you had Andy Dalton, who's been in the playoffs before with the Bengals. You have Amari yeah. Cooper. You have Ezekiel Elliott, and maybe it's just as simple as the offensive line is. It's well, digressed and, and, so much, but their defense see, is terrible too. No, the defense wasn't great this year, but see, that's where it gets no. kind of confusing because Zeke didn't have as big of a year as what people think. He didn't really yeah, do much he, of anything. He, he didn't have a big year. Tony Pollard almost was better than him this year. Right. And I figured, right. I figured that exact thing would happen is that he signed the big contract in the offseason, and he has yep. not played up to it so far. I had a bad feeling that was going to happen because it happens with a lot of top running backs in the league anymore. If they only True. get – they only have four or five years to be dominant, to be solid, and then they just kind of start falling off. And he is all doing that is, exactly. All it is is just job security. He wants the paycheck, be decent for a couple of years. Then when his contract is up, he'll have the best year ever. He'll get paid, and then he'll go back to the same thing, being decent. And that's yeah. the thing. I, I don't think you can do that, though. And then – I, I don't buy into that because that film is still there. 
I mean, if you're, if you're looking at a guy and they'll be like, well, you were just this. I mean, you had this great year going in your contract year, but what am I going to get once – let's say it's another team. What if he tests free agency? Another team's going to look at that and be like, look, you were this, this. You know, you were middle of the pack running back, but then your contract year came up and now you're the best. He's like, there's something fishy there. I don't think that's yeah, what's happening. I think the offensive Absolutely. line offensive line for Dallas has been one of the best in the leagues ever since Ezekiel Elliott got in the game, all right, since he got drafted by Dallas. They're not mm. bad anymore. A lot of those guys are gone. And guess what? It shows because the run blocking is not that great, and Ezekiel Elliott's paying for it. Now, it, this just starts the conversation of, you know, about the running backs. It's not like it used to be when Barry Sanders was playing, when Walter Payton was pay, playing. It it's not the premier position like it was. The game has totally evolved to where it's probably fourth or fifth down the line anymore. True. But he so does bring Tony Pollard almost. One at a time. I, I, could... almost... I know. Go huh? ahead, Racing. Go ahead. So how do you explain Tony Pollard almost being better than Zeke this year? If Tony Pollard is their backup and he does just as well, if not better than their starter – well, what do you contribute that to? And and that's the – I don't know. It's just – it's when it comes to that. That's saying, and that's what I'm saying. Zeke didn't have a great year. He just – he didn't it's look a down like year. the Zeke that – he didn't look like the Zeke that had – I mean, he, he got tattooed – he got feed me tattooed on his stomach. He didn't look like he wanted to be fed. He looked like he wanted to sit on the sideline and take up space. I mean, I, I, I'd be lying if I told you I watched a lot of Dallas football games this year. And be honest with you, I'd be lying if I watched much of the NFC East this year, except for a few Eagles and Washington games. But I don't know. It's just we're, we're going to find out what Zeke is this year. If he has another bad year, then there's going to be an issue. I think there's going to be a lot of questions brought up about Ezekiel Elliott because, I mean, this kind of goes back to the conversation we went back to yesterday when it comes to J.J. Well, not yesterday, but two days ago with J.J. Watt is, you know, you have to, I mean, you're getting paid the high-dollar contracts. you got to perform at a high-dollar level. And the problem is, is if Zeke Elliott starts getting the two- to three-year slumps where he's just an average running back and not playing up to potential that we all know he has, right, then that's going to be an issue when it comes to an organization. Don't, do you think Jerry Jones is not going to – you think for one second that if he's not performing the way that Jerry Jones is paying him, he's not going to be willing to trade him? I mean, this this same guy that got rid of Jimmy Johnson when he won the Super Bowls. This is the same guy that has been on the fence about Dak Prescott the last two years when Dak Prescott led him to the playoffs. I'm, I don't know. It's just we're gonna we're really gonna find out what Ezekiel Elliott is this coming year. While true, he J, Jason Garrett was there for far too long because Jerry Jones believed in him. So I don't know. I I don't believe in Jerry Jones. I've said it for years. Jerry Jones is like that senile uncle that you see at, only at holiday gatherings and that you just have to kind of tolerate. That's <laughs> true. But one well, thing about Zeke, he needs to stop dropping easy passes, though, too. That's one thing I noticed. He does that Zeke, way too he's never much. Been, he's never been a really receiving back. That's the thing. But they were, they were easy passes, though. I mean, terribly easy and wide open. I mean, he just dropped. You can't well, do again, that that's, when that's, you're that's getting paid. That that's the product of not being a receiving running back. I mean, Nick Chubb's not a receiving running back. He drops easy passes. But then well, you got true. guys like he Kareem also Hunt. Does. You got guys like Kareem Hunt and then um, McCaffrey, who 
who can catch the ball out of the backfield. And the I only think difference that, is they had better years this year, even though they dropped some easy passes. I'll, yes, I agree with that. But Nick Chubb, Cream Hunt, uh, granted Christian McCaffrey would have had a good year had he not been injured. But I don't know. I just think that with easy passes, I mean, I understand you're not a – you're not designed like they're that. Run, they're running back slowly. So – Looking at the stats, right, for Zeke Elliott this year, it's not that bad. I mean, he had 900 – he had just under 980 yards, about four yards of the carry, and six touchdowns. I just think – You you think those are decent numbers? That's six touchdowns. That's not good. I mean – For Zeke to have under 1,000 yards, under five yards of carry, and only six touchdowns, I don't – those stats aren't good. But – I agree with that, but the fact that we're – I mean, I know you were trying to compare him to say that Tony Pollard was better almost. It's not even close. I mean, it's not even close. I mean, well, he Pollard's had two not- less touchdowns. He Ezekiel Elliott had almost double the rushing yards that Pollard had. And Okay, so and what's, what's the difference between carries, though? I mean, Ezekiel Elliott had over double. Exactly. So what Tony Pollard was doing went on the field almost seemed to be better than what Zeke was doing when he was on the field. When you look at projection-wise, projection-wise, Tony Pollard had less than double the carries of Zeke, but only had two less touchdowns, and had and Zeke only had double the rushing yards. So if Tony Pollard is there as the starter, does he do better than Zeke? I think he does. I do agree with James for one thing, though. That offensive line did them no favors at all. I mean, that was no, terrible. Not at all. No, no, they, I, they, I know they weren't good this year, but still, if you're if if you're paid that much money to be a star running back and you I mean I get that but a lot I'm, I'm trying to think of a really, team that doesn't have a great line but has a great running back. Um the Vikings offensive line is is decent. They're they're not bad but they're I mean they're not Dallas. Um it's gonna be hard to find a a, a line that's bad with a good running back. You, Normally you they correlate. I mean especially at this level. Right. And I get that, like, but but to pay Zeke that much money for him to not produce, that's well, that, it's that, one that's year. Like I said, they, they, we're going to find they out. They paid this him year. too much money, and he's not producing. Like, and yeah, I agree. We will find out. But here's I the thing about Zeke. That. Here's the thing about Zeke. He's on the field, right? That's one thing he's, you can't take away from him. He's on the field. No, he's, he's on the barely field. ever injured. That's true. That's true. No, that that and that's that's a thing that teams do look at is the guys who's aren't the guys who aren't injured all the time. Look at McCaffrey. He's always injured, and he's making the high that's, money. That's true. Well, because he gets perform at high levels every week. Yeah, but when you're always injured, not on the is field. it worth it? If you're not on the field for about five games, is it worth Yeah, I mean, if I don't have you for five, you have 16 games. Then no, you're not worth it to me. I'm sorry. You're good, sure, but half the time. I mean, I think I'd rather – I mean, I'm starting to really – look. I'm if starting he's on really... the field for tw- if he's on the field for 11, 12 weeks, and he and we can get 11, 12 wins. Fine, you know you're not like getting 11, 12 wins. You didn't. He didn't. He, they did. He, That's has thing. he ever been in the playoffs since he's been in the league? Yeah. No. 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 Yeah. No. When? He wasn't there when Cam Newton went. I swore that he's he's made it at least twice. No, right. he, no, you guys continue discussing. Ever. I'm going to look it up right now. I don't think he ever made it to the playoffs. 
I don't. I, I, mean, I thought he made it at least twice. I don't think so. Because when did he get drafted? 2014, 15? All right, hold on. I'm looking it up right now. All right. Um, you guys keep discussing. I'll let you know when I find something here. Okay. Well, so, but no, I, I would I, I would rather take McCaffrey, even though he's hurt a lot, over Zeke because, I mean Zeke, yeah he's healthy, with the good line he's yeah. not putting up for for what their contracts are worth. I I'd, I'd take McCaffrey because McCaffrey, you know, you're going to get 100 percent every week. Zeke, I get you don't know if you're going to get every week. You don't know if you're going to get not every week though. He's hurt. With the good offensive know, line, with, with the good offensive line, Zeke would have almost doubled his numbers that he yeah. had this year. Yeah, yeah he, he would have almost two thousand yards. Absolutely, with a good line, absolutely, because they'd have no. to rely on that. You're not going to rely on no. Andy Dalton. There's no way you'd rely on Andy Dalton to win those games. No way. You'd have to have That's a good line. I, the... I don't know. If you have the a good the biggest line issue for the Cowboys this year was Prescott getting hurt. No matter what James says, Prescott getting hurt didn't help the team because now you realize, okay, you have to make this team run because Andy Dalton can't play. I mean, it was, it was demoralizing, what I sure. Said but is, Andy, what I said was Prescott playing, they still weren't winning games. Right, sure. but he could still throw the ball. I'm not denying the value of Dak Prescott. I wasn't saying that, but I'm saying even when he was playing, they still weren't winning. At the end of the day, the goal is to win. Right. And they weren't. Prescott is average at best. So, so are you telling me they didn't move on from Dak Prescott? No. Almost. No. This no. year is the telling tale. No. no. He, he went. Here's the thing, guys. Here's one thing we need to understand. Dak Prescott is a quarterback that has been to the playoffs, I believe, multiple times. Multiple times. You don't get rid of a guy that's been in the playoff multiple times and still in his prime. That'd be like the Browns if Baker makes it next year, saying, ah, we don't want Baker Mayfield no more. That'd be like saying that'd be like saying to the let's say the Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes has a bad year. Oh, we don't want Patrick Mahomes no more. Well, how many how many years has Dak been in the league now? He was in in 2016. So 2016, okay, so four, five years. And he's been in the playoffs yeah. maybe, what, twice? Let's see. Yeah. Cam, well, Cam Newton went to the playoffs, and look at him. Cam right, Newton so, has not been the same since his shoulder injury. No, not at all. Sure. So looking at Zeke's stats over his career, he's he so he came in in 2016. That was his best year. 2016 was his best year. He had 16,000 yards. The next year, he had 983. Uh, he's not scoring touchdowns, guys. In his career, he only has 10 touchdowns. How many yards did he have his first year? 1,600. 1,631. Okay. The next year was 983. 2018 was 1434. Last year he had 1357. And this year was 979. He's only had one year where he's averaged over five yards a carry. And that was 2016. That was his best year. Oh, no, I was wrong. I was wrong. Those are receiving touchdowns. So he's got 46 total touchdowns. 
Um, okay. So, yeah, those those, those ten touchdowns I, I saw were receiving touchdowns. Sorry. Um, he's got 46 rushing touchdowns. 15 were in 2016 and 12 were in 2019. Every other time, it's six or seven. Okay. I like now, how the okay. NFC East just turned into us just talking about the Cowboys and what they need to do. So, <laughs> yeah. So well, Dak no, Pre- we, we, we turned disappointments <laughs> into the Cowboys. So Dak, in <laughs> Dak Prescott has been in the league since 2016 and has made two playoffs. So out two of the four years. And he's been a two-time Pro Bowler. So you, you don't move on from a guy like that. He should yeah. get a contract extension. Here's the thing. As bad as Dallas was this year, and they weren't winning games, it wasn't because of Dak Prescott, right? They weren't winning because the defense was. Well, they would have won a lot more. If well, they had- true, but you did say that they weren't winning anyway with Dak this year. They weren't. And I don't know if that's Mike McCarthy. I don't know if it's. I the think offensive. it is. I think I think it's a new coach, honestly. I don't think it's bad necessarily for a first year, basically because your starting quarterback went out. I mean, you can't really tell who what Mike McCarthy is going to do there because of that. He could be a good coach for them. He could be a terrible coach for them. But I don't know. All right, so this me... year is definitely pivotal for them. So it's not easy to – look at McCaffrey and, and Zeke's stats because McCaffrey's only been away two years or for four years. And the first year he wasn't the starter. And obviously this year he was hurt. But looking at these stats, the two years he was healthy in, in uh, 2019, 2018, he had over a thousand yards each season. He had about five yards per carry in both seasons. 2019 he had 15 touchdowns. 2018 he had seven touchdowns. And then you add in his receiving stats. I mean, this, I, like I said, I'd rather have McCaffrey if he's hurt five weeks than to take a full healthy Zeke because, like I said, you don't know if you're going to get 100% Zeke or if you're going to get Zeke that wants to sit on the couch and do nothing. You don't know if you're getting I, McCaffrey I, I would at rather, all. I would rather go with a guy who I know is going to give 110% every week and have him can... – if, if he's out for five weeks, fine. He's out for five years. He I know he's given 110% every week to where you have a guy who's healthy like Zeke every week, but you don't know if you're going to get 100% or 50%. I would rather have the knowledge of knowing, again, this guy is going to give me everything he's got. To where Zeke gets hurt so You much. don't know what Zeke you're going to get. You could have a Zeke that has 200 rushing yards on, on the, uh, the Jets, and then has like fifty yards against the Chiefs. It you don't know if you don't know if he's going to have one hundred and fifty rushing yards and two touchdowns against the Pan or the Buccaneers, but then have twenty five yards against the Jaguars. I mean, you 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 don't know what Zeke you're getting. So if you're getting McCaffrey, you're going to get he's going to get one hundred fifty yards on any team. He's going to get one hundred fifty yards receiving on any team. It's a big gamble because he gets hurt so much. I'd rather have Zeke because he's always there. If you give him a okay, big so, line, so let me put it to you this way. Out of the five weeks that McCaffrey gets hurt, let's say McCaffrey gets hurt five weeks every year, 
How many of those games are then replaceable by Zeke because he plays at 50% speed? He doesn't he, he, he he doesn't only have half speed. He doesn't have that good of a line, though, like James said. If you give Zeke a good line, he's easily – well, when he had a good line, he was at, he got what thirteen hundred yards. Yeah, Thir- there you go. When you give him a good line, he'll get you thirteen hundred plus yards. Okay, That's- so he had he had sixteen. He said sixteen hundred yards, fourteen hundred yards, and thirteen hundred yards. Fine. Exactly, those were all good lines. When exactly. you give Zeke, that's what I'm saying. If you give Zeke a good line, I'd rather have Zeke. Right. So to 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 bring it full circle with what you talked about, talking about Zeke dropping easy passes, McCaffrey doesn't drop passes. McCaffrey has had more yards. Um. In in well, okay. So compare the two seasons. So 2018-2019, Zeke had two good years. Mm-hmm. Two of two of his best years. And McCaffrey's two best years were 2018-2019. Looking at these right. numbers, so I'm gonna I'm gonna compare tw- the, the the years. First. So 2019 Zeke or 2018 Zeke had 1434 yards, six touchdowns, 567 receiving yards, and three touchdowns. McCaffrey right. had about 1100 yards, seven touchdowns rushing, almost 900 yards receiving. And six receiving touchdowns. Okay. Point McCaffrey. 2019. Zeke had 1357 rushing, 12 touchdowns. He had 420 yards uh, receiving, two touchdowns. McCaffrey, 1300 yards, almost 1400 yards, 15 rushing touchdowns. Receiving wise, he had 1000 yards and four touchdowns. Point McCaffrey. I get that. I get that. That's that's where I'm going is because. Because, like you said, drop Zeke's dropping easy passes. McCaffrey doesn't drop passes, and that's true. I, I I give you that. But if we're strictly going off of running back and not a, I don't want to say this, strictly with running, I'd rather have Zeke. Well, strictly with running, Here's the sure, thing, Zeke, but, but Zeke, but but the running back does so much more nowadays. The the, the right, day, but the, McCaffrey is hurt all the time. Go ahead, James. Okay, but I know, but again, I know he's going to give 110% unlike Zeke, who is going to give maybe 75% this week, 100% next week, and then maybe not even play next week. Here's the thing. The day and age where the running back was an all-runner, right, just hand the ball off, those are gone. Those are yes. – it's, it's to the point where you have to be able to do both, right? You have to be able to – Almost, look yes. At, if you listen – In look, some cases, I'm not denying, no, but yes. Listen. Listen, I'm not denying that Chris McCaffrey's not a great player. He is, but the problem is, is I'm not denying Zeke's he's, not a great he always player. Has but... Injuries. but right. The, if you look at the top backs, right? I'm Kamara. He's a great he's a runner and catches the passes and makes explosive plays in the passing game. Diamond Cook's the right. same way. You, you have to be able to do both now. The the time like Jim Brown when it's just here you go, Jim, run the ball. Well, there's a I can argue that. And I can and argue that. Going. With, I would rather have McCaffrey than Zeke. I can argue have a that with Nick Chubb. I can argue that with Nick Chubb. And Nick Chubb's out of the game in the fourth quarter. Then Kareem Hunt gets in. But what does Kareem Hunt do better than Nick Chubb? He catches the ball better out of the backfield. He catches the ball, yes. Nick Chubb's a better runner, but if you need a guy that's true. Catch, 
that's the running back you have to have. That that's why third. That's why a third down running back is a created position now. The Cardinals use Chase Edmonds as a third down running back because Kenyon Drake's not so great catching the ball for Chase Edmonds. It true. And again, as a Cleveland fan, you know that because it's the same thing. Nick Chubb's yeah, going to be first and second down. Kareem Hunt's going to be third. Very well, true. I know we can flab our gums about this discussion all day, but this isn't the Dallas Cowboys, Ezekiel Elliott, this I know. is just McCaffrey show. Okay. <laughs> so no, let's go ahead and be arguing on. with Pat. Look, I would love uh, to have a discussion I, about the about running backs. We can have a top 10 running backs in the league show one day in the offseason, but it's not going to be today. So let's go ahead and talk about the uh, – we know a lot of teams this year have made some head coaching changes because they weren't satisfied with their seasons. I mean, we just got done talking about disappointments, and uh, let's be face it, there's a lot of disappointing teams this year that decided to go a different route and uh, made some new uh, head coaching changes. So let's go ahead and start with you, Pat. Um who do you think out of the head coaches? For one, I'm going to split this up in two questions. One, okay. which hire do you like the most? And two, who do you think is going to be able to turn around their organization within the next year? Um, I'd like to have one more disappointment. I'm only going to spend a couple seconds on it. The entire Houston Texans organization, and that's all that needs to be said. I'm not going to put uh, that in there because all that came out after the season, but – Yes. Well, I mean, I, I, I get where you're coming from because at the beginning of the season, they, they traded away arguably the best receiver in the league. Yeah, but for a I bag mean, of chips all, and a potato. It, 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 it all started at the beginning of the season. That's why I said that. Okay. But that's all I'm going to spend on that. Um, as far as coach that has the most potential, I give it to the Chargers. I mean, they went seven and nine. Under Anthony Lynn, who is on, he, he's out obviously, but you have all those weapons still with Herbert, Keenan Allen, and there's only it's only up it seems for that team, right? Because the defense is finally on the right track, not great, but on the right track. I I think if they focus on that in the draft and off season, I think they can put all the pieces together. And they could easily be a 10-win team next year and compete for the AFC West. All right. Raceland, what do you got? Um, as far as coaching hires, uh, a lot of these hires are garbage. I agree. That's why I went with the Chargers. <laughs> One thing, I don't know why the enemy isn't a coach. See, I, I okay. So that. I have a theory. I have a theory about that. I have a theory about that. Okay, I don't do think it's true. I don't. I don't think it's true. That's why I say it's a theory. So okay. what I'm thinking, what I'm thinking, and my theory is, is if the Chiefs win Super Bowl this year, Andy Reid retires, and they make the enemy the head coach. No, no, no. Not a chance. No, I doubt. Not no. a chance. You don't think so. No, no. Because, and there's it, no way they interviewed Andy Reid. Uh, I want to say it was either yesterday or today. They asked him a question about uh, Eric Bieniemy, and he made a comment saying he's excited that he still has him, but yeah, he's disappointed because he wants him to get a job somewhere. Okay, so, right. I, so I, yeah, I, I didn't see that. So I didn't see that. So yeah, um, again, that was, that's if, why it was just a theory. If that had not been reported, yes, I would have been like, okay, maybe. But no, oh, Andy Reid no. still has a lot of coaching left in him. It's not like you know he's taking. I, the, I agree. 
this isn't like Belichick and Josh McDaniels. And we and look, it, Eric Bieniemy should have a job. Point Blake, no, no ifs ands about it, right, right. That's he what should I'm saying. have a job as a head coach right now. You but, know why I'm happy he doesn't have a head coaching job? Why is that? Because if, huh? Why is that? Because if uh, Old Kingsbury doesn't do well with the Cardinals next year, maybe the Cardinals oh, will sign the enemy. It so, could be. Well, I mean, and I Griff hope isn't so. head coach material. I'm sorry to say, but he failed well, at Texas about Tech. That. I know, but still, about that. I know. Well, and college is different from the NFL, so you never know until you take a chance. So, and we don't know how well Urban's going to do. We'll see how he does with the Jaguars. I yeah, like but the, Pete Carroll. I think the enemy would have been a great fit with the Chargers. An offensive-minded coach with a young offensive quarter with oh, I agree. quarterback. I agree with that, and with mm-hmm. a team that has a lot of weapons on the offensive side of the ball. And I mean, obviously, they would Brandon Staley, who's more defensive-sided. But I, I don't know. Maybe I think he would have been a great fit with the Chargers because you can run the same type of stuff with the Chargers and with Chiefs. Obviously, you don't have a deep like a down the hill, uh, down the field threat with type like you do with Tyree Kill. But no one else does. I mean, Tyree Kill is one of a kind, and right. But you can still do some of the same concepts that you use in Kansas City, and you know the the big knock with Eric Bieniemy is, well, he don't call the plays. Well, no, he doesn't call the plays and live in the end game. But let me tell you something: he's still in the same meetings with Andy Reid. He's still in the same mm-hmm. practice field with Andy Reid. And you best believe, as all football minds do, they talk football and they talk X's and O's. And he's learning what Andy Reid's doing. It doesn't take oh, a rocket yeah. scientist to understand that. And exactly. And, and and I think another knock, I don't really think it's a knock. I think it's an excuse more like it is, well, we can't hire him until he's out of the, the Super Bowl, which is in February. Well, so what? If you think he's going to be that good of a coach and you think he's going to be the guy, you, you you can wait another three weeks to make him the hire. And right. you're telling me, you're you're telling me Eric Bieniemy is not going to do better than Nick Sirianni. He was a Colts offensive coordinator. He finished, you know, come on. I mean, no. you're guy that no one even heard of until this year. That, so you're telling me that that the Falcons think Arthur Smith, the Titans offensive coordinator, is going to be a better coach than Bieniemy? No. no. No way. No. Especially after the AFC uh, wild card round? Are you kidding me? No. no, there's Worse. no way. The, the only terrible. the only coach hire I think this year that was actually good was the Jets hiring uh, Robert Saleh from the Niners. Um, yeah, I think true. that was probably the best one. Everything else has just been, who are these guys and why are they hiring them? Like they're hiring they're hiring guys from teams that okay yeah they're good, but. They're guys that I don't see being head coaches for very long. It's like Adam Gase. It's like Bill O'Brien. These guys aren't going to be head coaches long. Well, True. And I think the Texans coach, right, David Coley, I think that's how you say his name, right? Um, yeah. That, that yeah. was a – we have to name a guy, and there's no one that wants this job. That's what it feels like to me. No, who you know, would? We, we talked mean, about this, cool. and I thought, it, I thought it was absolutely hilarious. But, Nobody wanted the Texans' job, so they went to their roster. They had they tried to hire Josh McCown as their coach, and he's on their yeah. quarterback roster. Yeah, it's a, <laughs> look, that's hilarious. That situation's that was, bad, right? That so, was hilarious. Obviously, we know they're not going to turn around in a year. But no, I think which means but 
keep in mind, I don't think Robert Sala is going to do it in a year either. I think no, they have. No. I think, but however, that changes if they get either Deshaun Watson. If they get Deshaun Watson somehow, then that changes. I think that's turnaround in a year. Oh, True. Yeah. It's, but it's very depending on their they, quarterback. They would definitely be fighting with Miami and uh, – or, well, maybe not Miami, but they'd definitely They're be fighting deep. with the Bills for, for top spot. Yeah. I mean, it's that simple, right? I mean, it's just – the quarterback yeah. makes a difference. And if they draft Justin Fields or Zach Wilson, then – they win more than what they did, obviously, this year. They'll win probably four or five, but they're not going to make it a six and seven win season unless it's Deshaun Watson walking in that building. Um, yeah, right. Look, I agree with Race. I mean, some of these guys, you're like, it makes you scratch your head. Like, who are you? Like, right. who are you? And, you know, why do you, I mean, their interviews must have been excellent. They must be great salesmen. Like, seriously. I just think, I just think that they asked, hey, can you write your name in English? Yeah. Okay. Can, there you go. Can you at least pronounce this guy's name? No. Okay. Well, you're hired. No. So, but, but I mean, again, I, where, like, when did these guys put their hat in the ring to be a head coach? Like, obviously, we've heard Sala. We heard Todd Bowles, uh, enemy, uh, Pat Fitzgerald uh, from Northwestern. His name got thrown around a little bit, but Arthur Smith. I'm um, surprised Martin, Fitzgerald. Well, he, he's, he just signed a new 10-year deal with Look, Northwestern. So then it, I, I think know, the but when Urban, the NFL comes calling, money talks. Look at Urban. Well, I, I don't money say – it's not about look at Pat Urban. Fitzgerald, I think. Well, Pat Fitzgerald is loyal to Northwestern. He played at Northwestern. He bleeds Northwestern. There's, there's no way he's going to leave. That's why he signed for 10 years. So I hold on. That. Let's I do. start. I hold on. That. Let's go to Urban here, Pat. You you open this can of worms. You're going one on one with right. me. Let's do uh, it. Try and try and my, keep it condensed because we're running low on time. If you're Urban, I why know. don't you take the job? All right, Raceland, give us five minutes on the clock. All right, why it's seven twenty-seven. You You've got. I mean, this was the best job for him to take in the NFL. I so mean, there this was is no the year other. To do it. Well, I know, but like I said, money talks, though. I mean. I, yeah, money talks, but that I believe if you offer him the money last year, he wouldn't take it. It's about the money. Money's part of it, but it's also they have the recipes to make a quick turnaround. You gave Earl you, the number one overall well, pick. True. He's going to be Trevor Lawrence. You have another yeah. first-round pick, that number 25. You have tons of cap for him. You have a lot of draft capital. You have a ton of opportunities <laughs> to turn that team around. And you have an owner right. who's wanting to be patient. And you're getting full no, control. That, I agree. That's the Jaguars have – no, go ahead. All I was saying was money talks because, yes, this was a good time to be the coach of the Jaguars because of everything that lined up perfectly. But still, I think if – I think he would have came last year too with money. I don't think so. No. Because no chance. It, no. no, he mm, wouldn't have. I don't know. And How do you know that? He wasn't ready last year. There was no there. There was not enough. Uh, there was not enough pieces in place for them to make a quick turnaround. They would have another two or three losing seasons. Literally, they have the place things in place right now to where they might have a six win season next year, but twenty twenty two they can make the playoffs. The Jaguars have I, 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 yeah, four I get that. first round, or the Jaguars have four picks. 
in the first 45. Yeah, so yeah, so they've got two first rounders, two second rounders, mm-hmm. all of them within the top 45. That's fantastic. And they have the most capital. I don't know right. who would turn that down. That's very true. That's I mean, very true. let's be real here. Depending on what they do in the drafting offseason, it's not far off to where the AFC is having a down year, especially the AFC South, the way it's shaping up, that the Jags right. win that division next year. Let's be realistic. I, Houston's out I of agree. it. Tennessee, if they can Urban, stop Derrick Henry, they're I mean, that's a chance. I agree. But it's still Urban Meyer. You know, you're going to have to pay. Yeah, but what I'm saying is if you offer him that contract last year, he just turns it down. It's, oh, it's yeah. not all about the more money. Than, money why, talks do you, why, do Ryan, why do you think more Ryan likely, did his yeah. turn down contracts? Why, why is Pat Fitzgerald turning on contracts? Because loyalty <laughs> is key, too. That's why not Pat Fitzgerald's not going to the league anytime soon. Ryan Day is not going to the league anytime soon. But not to everybody. It doesn't. That doesn't pertain to every coach, though. That's what I'm getting. Well, at. No, because Urban Meyer isn't loyal to anybody. Florida, Ohio State, Bowling Green, well, Utah. Not more. Well, hold on. You can't. Throw, I agree with your last two there, Pat. And it's a concern as a Jaguars fan. Trust me, I know. Um, you know me long enough to where I, I you know how I felt about Urban leaving Florida, going right to Ohio State. But right, come was, on, we can't throw Bowling Green in that. Who? Why wouldn't you go from Bowling Green to Utah? I mean, let's, yeah, be, okay. well, let's be realistic here. Very true. I'll, okay, I'll give you that. But still, Ohio State and Florida for health reasons. And it was fishy. I mean, you've asked. I mean, if you ask a Florida fan, if you ask people exactly. in Florida, you know what they're going to say. It's yeah, I don't like the way that happened. I don't like the way I unfolded. And then right. if you, well, now Ohio State fans are feeling the same way. Yep. And and reasonable so, but the problem is is. And that's the concern as a Jaguar fan. Me personally, this is a Jaguar fan inside me talking. I, right. I'm concerned if we have a couple losing seasons, which I hope to God doesn't happen. We, there's no reason why we shouldn't have a. Maybe right. next year we'll be a little down. Maybe, but 2022 oh. we better be in the run for a playoff spot. But if let's well, say agree. we don't, and it's two years in and we lose, there's a legitimate concern in the fan base. What does he do? Does he stay or does he leave? And, and that's you right. can't really answer it right now because you don't know. He could do a Ohio State, Florida, or he he could stay through it. We don't know. And we won't it's know. Very, it's hopefully very we won't flighty know. with him. And hopefully we don't need to know. Hopefully, Yeah, le- hopefully we don't find out. <laughs> hopefully in three to four years he's winning the Super Bowl, then he bows out. If he brings yeah, you the Super Bowl, I don't care what first. he does. You have to get through Cleveland first. You had to go through Trevor Lawrence, my friend. Sorry, that was that was my inner fandom coming out. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, your five minutes are up. We're we're getting uh, chummy here. Anyway, your five minutes are up. Whatever that means. All right, so, um, what do we have next, James? Yeah, so I don't know if uh, you guys know, but the uh, we actually have some. Official schedules coming out. Um, the SEC released theirs yesterday, and the ACC did theirs this afternoon. Um, I don't know if you guys have had a chance to look over those at all or not. Nope. But, I have not. I was busy all day. Yeah, I so didn't care enough. There are some games <laughs> on there that are – I mean, I wouldn't say they're notable, but they're interesting because you don't really see them that often. I mean, obviously, the big one that's kicking off week one is uh, – Alabama and Miami, which is going to be in Atlanta. That's a big one. 
that's, a, that's a big one. I, I think that's that, a big one. I think that is. That's because a big one. That's a pretty big one. I mean, it's still two Alabama's power five losing, schools. Well, Alabama's losing quite a bit of people. So, yeah, but But if Miami comes to play, man, I think they could potentially win. I mean, mm. it's one of those where yeah. it, it, look, I, I'm not going to lie to you guys say we're going to go beat up Alabama. I mean, it, but what if that's, and here's, here's a scenario. What if they go into that game, compete, and then win out, win the ACC? You can argue them right. being a Final Four team. Right? I agree with that. So that's and a I big thought, game. Right. At least initially, right? That's two big lo- name brand teams that are going to be facing off on national TV, right? But, right. I hope have, it ends better than what USC did. Yeah, or Virginia Tech a while back. Oh man, we actually had hope that we could win that game too. You believe that? Yeah. See, I'm not going that far yet. Not till you see what's going on in the off season. But then you also sure. have uh, Clemson and Georgia going against each other. Um, mm-hmm. As we all know, Notre Dame is officially independent again. Um, but however, they right. still they still do have a couple games like Florida. They play Florida State this year, um, but we don't know what we're going to get from yeah. Florida State. Yeah, I was going to say, we don't really know. And then Auburn and Penn State. I mean, two teams that normally are in in the race for their conference championships, respectively. And they had a, a couple of bad – they had a down year last year. There's no way the way to put it. Um, if not Penn very State good. plays next year the way they did this year, Auburn will poo-poo on them. I don't think and so. James, Auburn's no, – James, James Franklin is – James Franklin, he's on the hot seat. His, his seat is – we're yeah, talking about on fire at this point. I mean, okay. My question to you is, what makes you think Auburn's that much better? I mean, you realize that their quarterback play is subpar, and they got a new coach this year. Very true. I'm not okay. saying that Auburn did you is watch better Penn State off last State. year like I did. And did you watch Auburn at all last year? I did. They aren't that great, dude. Everything about Auburn tells me they will they they will take Penn State out behind the, the shed. And put them out of their misery. Uh, I, 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 think I really don't know. And, and that's if Penn State plays the same way. Now, Penn State, they, they did have a de, um, debilitating blow at the beginning of the season. Journey Brown not being able to play, that sucks. I get it. Yeah. But it's still Penn State. With that sure. kind of prestige, and you only win two or three games, that's not good. But not it, at all. Well, also I, I one thing, one thing I noticed here. in this schedule though, is everyone's wondering what Clemson's going to do since Trevor Lawrence is leaving. And I mean, if you look at their schedule, it's it, it is easy as can be. Outside of Georgia, I'm well, going to read you. I'm going to read you their schedule. Okay, this is Clemson's okay. schedule. They open the year with Georgia, which they're playing in Charlotte, which is. Clemson's very, very well aware of that stadium because they're there every year for the ACC championship. Right. And then they got Georgia Tech. When? Well, they have another no name. I, I don't even recognize this school before Georgia What's Tech. That? The, Who was it? Hold on. For some reason, they gave me a uh, logo schedule, which I don't know why they gave me a logo is schedule. It, is it an FCS? It, I would have. Here. I'd say probably D2, yeah. I don't know why I'm on the ACC uh, website and they gave me a logo schedule. I don't know why that was a really, yeah. I don't know why that was a thing. Here Mm. we go. See, I'm gonna go on ESPN here real quick. 
All right, so they've got. I've got it right here. Okay, yeah. So, I don't know why he gave me a logo schedule, but it's really easy. But go ahead and read it, Rachel. So it's a, it's a. So go back to the beginning. The quote unquote neutral site game in Charlotte. I hate that they call them neutral games, even though they're in the same state, right? As one of the teams. If you want to call it neutral, have them play in Columbus. Have them play in California, not anywhere near each other. Yeah. Right. Rant over. Um, South Carolina State. Um, Georgia Tech, North Carolina State, Boston College, Syracuse, Pittsburgh, Florida State, Louisville, Yukon, Wake Forest, South Carolina. Bad. Great. So they That's go a, undefeated again. Well, except maybe for the first game the, they lose. The, the ACC is a pretty weak conference. Well, true. I mean, you got Clemson and Miami. That's I mean, that's pretty no, much it. it. it Florida they State also, the like, big two they avoid is North Carolina and Miami. Yeah. North, well, Mainly North Carolina. North, North Carolina's going to be good this year. Yeah, we'll see. They, they could be, but I don't I, know. I, I, I've heard they're that the past couple of years, and North Carolina ends up down the drain. Yeah, North they're Carolina like Tennessee. was close to winning the Orange Bowl last year. Oh, the Orange Bowl. <laughs> to be fair, for North Carolina, that is pretty good. They're – that is pretty good. I mean, I sure, think, I get it. I, they competed with Texas A&M good. last year in the Orange Bowl, who oh, went nine and two. They, <laughs> yeah, it is. They won I, nine. They won like seven straight in the SEC. That ain't saying. I ain't. You can't say against that. Against who? Against who? I still think the, they'll be. When you look at the SEC, you've got Alabama, Florida, LSU, except for this year, um, Georgia. Don't say it. And then everybody else. There you go. And then everybody else. But that's yeah. every conference. Uh, that's literally not every that, conference. That's not, no. not the Pac-12. Pac-12, Pac-12 it's is Oregon and everybody Oregon, else. And then everybody else. <laughs> Big 12, only, Oklahoma. Iowa State. You've got Oklahoma, Texas, um, Iowa, and then everybody Iowa else. State. Texas, really? Texas hasn't been very relevant. I mean, what what kind of bowl game? What what kind of championship they've won? Hushed up. <laughs> that, that's y'all the, that's the title Iowa they State won. The, y'all throwing Iowa State under the bus here. They don't do it consistently, though. No, okay. but they were look good at, this look last at, year. Look at the ACC. You've got Clemson, North Carolina, Miami, and everybody else. All right. The Big Ten. You've Rutgers, got Ohio State. everybody else. You've got Ohio State. And then everybody else. <laughs> so hey, 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 Rutgers. There will the be Rutgers respect. is below everybody. Rutgers is below everybody else. I cannot stress that enough. They do not belong in the Big Ten. So I agree. I don't they belong, I get it. They belong in the Mac. Can I yeah. uh, air out some laundry here on the show real quick? I don't want to see All your dirty right. laundry. No, thank you. Well, no. Go ahead. So Go ahead. I was driving to my my dad's the other day. Well, yesterday. Okay. And I was listening to the uh, local the local sports station. I'm not going to name any names, sure. but they were talking. About, one of their segments was talking about the the SEC releasing their schedules, and they started talking about how you know the SEC you know they they were scheduling some pretty decent opponents, but then they started complaining about how well. They're playing these teams, but it's in week two or three. How about they schedule them for week nine in the cold weather? As if, oh, well, yeah, you're playing these teams, but it's not in the cold, so it really don't matter. Well, let me tell you something. 
I don't give a damn if it's not hot or cold. When was the last time you saw a Big Ten school go up to anybody? Oh, oh, yeah, Ohio State going up to Rutgers in November. Oh, scary. It don't matter if it's a cold team or not. They're still having to go play a cold, a good team. I don't care if it's right. in week one, two, three, four, five, or in the cold. I don't care. They're still playing a good team. So, look. Did you just say Rutgers is a good team? No, I didn't. I said, so what – no, what my point is, they're saying, well, maybe if you go play a team in the cold, uh, it'd be more respectful. Well, so not, Ohio State no. going to Rutgers, you don't make an excuse for that? They're like, come on. It don't that matter when it. they I play. It can, they still got to play the game. I don't care if no, it's no. 20 so, degrees so what outside. What, so, so what they're talking about, what, what, when they say that, what they're talking about is SEC teams don't play in the snow. They don't play in the cold. And okay. So 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 what's so what so what they're questioning is is why don't you schedule games in the snow? Like you don't because that doesn't they, make a difference. That doesn't make a difference. Doesn't make a difference. What do you mean it doesn't make a difference? Coming from the guy who gets cold at seventy-five degrees. It doesn't matter. Mr. Miami blood. So, Hold on. So what you're telling me is, let's say Alabama goes plays Rutgers in the snow, that makes that much of a difference. There ain't no way. There ain't no way. Or Alabama. Okay. Or let's Look, be more reasonable. Okay. Alabama going up to Penn State in the cold makes a difference. No, it's still going to be Alabama by. It's still going to be yeah. Alabama by four touchdowns. Raceland, come on. No. Easily. Yes. No. Easily. Yes. No. Oh come yes. on. No. Yes. No. The no. cold does Recently. not make that much of a difference. There's no way. You cannot tell me that a Florida team can beat Penn State and then all of a sudden it's because of the cold that they've only won by four touchdowns. No, they're going to win regardless of whether or not it's 70 or, or 10 below. I'm not saying they're not going to win regardless. I'm saying they're not going to win by four touchdowns. But what I'm saying is it should not matter about – an. If a team is playing a team, right, obviously we know if a person's not used to playing the cold, they play differently. But it should not be, well, if they would have done this, it would be more impressive. That's what they were making it seem like. It doesn't matter. Right. What does that mean to do anything? If a team's playing an out-of-conference schedule and they're playing that team, it's still impressive. Right. Doesn't matter if it's 20 or 70 degrees. They're playing that team, and they beat that team. So – Right, that right there is impressive enough. I mean, what do you? Right, but it's going to be just... harder for them to win when they're used to playing in seventy-five degree weather. When the coldest they get is sixty degrees, to where Ohio State can play in forty degrees, thirty degrees. That's a I mean, big difference. But but here's the but also, a lot of teams they don't have out of conference games that late in the year. The SEC does. But they kind of use that as their bye week and, and have the FC, FCS come in. The only team that does that is Notre Dame because they're not in a conference. They could do that. And they Which do I that. think is still ridiculous. I guess I my agree. Agree. that's Look, a different topic. I think my problem with the way they were making it seem is well, this schedule would be more impressive if, you know, the, the, the game they used, for example, was Texas AM going to Colorado. Well, I got news. If that game was in Colorado, it don't matter if it's November. Texas A&M's going up there and beating them by four touchdowns. You Not can't argue that. Colorado. But that's the game they're using that, as an example. Well, if you would play them in week nine, it'd be more impressive. Are you freaking kidding me? 
No, you really think it's gonna be that impressive. much of a difference? It might All make because a of the weather. It ain't gonna be. It's not gonna be. Well, it's not gonna be enough to make it a game changer. It's still gonna be a. James, beauty. you played. You you played football in high school, right? Yeah, I did. You're telling me you didn't play any different from week one to week ten because it got colder. He no, did not. I, I played different I can because tell you right you know, now. Look, I can tell you one thing. I did not play different because it got colder. I played different because it's consistent beating on your body. That's what makes a difference. True. So exactly. True. So going to Colorado in week nine in the snow, you're that, telling me there's, there's a difference between being beaten and the cold. That's what he's trying yes, to say. You're also, going. You're let going. Let me tell you something. You're, you're bad and bruised. I've played Week a game where it was battered and bruised. I'd rather play in the cold when it comes to actually playing the game. Because when you're playing in 100-degree weather, it feels like you're well, you suffocating. Like you're going to die. You feel like you're yeah. going to die. So that's my point, is the difference in the cold is, yes, when you get hit, it hurts a little bit more. The ball is harder. But to, for them to say, well, it would be more impressive if they done this. Are you and, kidding me? And that's me? what they're talking about. They're, they're used to playing in sweltering hot weather. They're used to, you know, wanting to try and suffocate every week because they're playing in 85 degrees to where they go week nine battered and bruised already, beaten up, and the cold, now you've really got to make adjustments. There's a big difference from going to playing in 75-degree weather every week to playing in 40-degree weather with snow. Well, okay, so 30-degree weather with snow, there's a big difference there. Well, from what James was saying, they weren't talking about being beaten and battered and bruised. They were just they were just talking about well, maybe in week nine if, when it gets colder outside, it'll be more impressive. And that's 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 wrong. That's that's just wrong. How is it wrong? So let me ask you this: because it me just ask, doesn't make sense. Way. Let me ask you this: Let's say Ohio State. No, let's not use Ohio State. Let's say. A Miami team, right? A team that's right. not – okay. The reason I'm using Miami is because they're a known team, but they're not, you know, in the top ten. Right. Goes up to Ohio State. Again, all yep. hypothetical, right? I'm just trying to make a point. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Ohio right. State's number one in the country. Right. They beat them on the road in the summertime, right? But let's say they do it in the winter. It doesn't make it any more impressive. They still beat the number one team in the country. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter – well, they went to Ohio State in the cold and beat the number one team in the country. No, the headline's going to be Miami upsets Ohio State, who was number one. If you're That's looking at I'm headlines, at. sure. If you're looking at headlines, sure. But it's going to be more impressive because Miami doesn't play in the cold. That's not because important. Miami isn't because Miami's not used to playing in the cold to where Ohio State is. Rarely does that ever get brought up. Rarely, I've I've. I don't think I've ever seen that just based off of, well, it was colder and they're not used to it. I've only ever seen, well, they went because to Ohio it, State. Because you, said, because, you said it, because you said it doesn't happen all that well, often. Here's a, I guess here's, here's the way I look at cold weather games, right? I get concerned when Miami plays at Pittsburgh in the winter. But it doesn't make that game more or least impressive about of where it's at. A win's still a win in my book. I guess that's the way I look at it. Maybe we'll have different opinions on it, right? I just didn't like the way that that certain segment was worded. But for me, if Miami goes to Pitt, like they, this year they play it in October, that concerns me because, well, it's October in Pittsburgh. But if they win, it wouldn't be more impressive because they did it in October as if they did it in September. It's still a win. 
at the end of the day. Right. I mean, I get where I get where you're coming from. I get where you're coming from. I do. Um, I'm here to tell you that is your opinion, and your opinion is wrong. Uh, same with Pat. Your opinion's wrong. Yeah. Anyway, I, I mean, <laughs> like I said, I think I think my main gripe was the way they worded it. Like uh, it's yeah. just yeah, it's like well, if they would have done this, it would been more impressive. Well, no, it if you would have worded it as well, I'd be interested to see if that was a week nine game. You know, it would be. Or I would rather see that be a week nine game to see how they adapt to the cold. Not well, it'd been more. It, it just the wording of it was kind of weird. For right. Me. If if they would have worded it like that, then sure, I would have agreed with you. Been like, but, well, okay, yeah. I mean, it would have you know it'd have been interesting to see, but don't word it like that to where it'd be more but, impressive because that's just a lie. I will. I will say this though. I think their main point they were trying to get across. I kind of agree with is the SEC normally late in the year plays bad teams. I wish Very it was true, the other yeah. way around. I wish they would play the bad teams earlier and have a relevant game in the middle. Yeah. Cold or hot, I don't care. I wish it would be a more competitive team. Well, that's that's just what they do because they know in the middle because of the year they, they, they need a break. And that's, and that's the best way to keep them that's the best way to keep them in conversation to be in the playoffs. Exactly. They have it all planned out and it, it works because, because, for them. Because Ohio State. Ohio State plays bowling hit teams like Bowling Green and Buffalo and and um, Akron at the beginning of the season for a reason. Then they play teams like Michigan State and Purdue, Wisconsin, Michigan at the middle and end of the season. So there's multiple chances there to have their season ruined to where Alabama's playing Georgia week three, LSU week four, and then Alabama A&M and Tulsa State and all these teams at the end of the season so they can have a cakewalk to the to the end. I'm going to go ahead and, and pull right. up the uh, – I'm going to read you guys off some of the games later in the year that are going to be happening in the SEC. From who? Just from random teams I'm seeing. So, oh, okay. I didn't know if you were focusing on one team right. or just SEC in general. So normally, right, you see the uh, the the let's just face it, the bye week games almost per se, in week eleven and twelve. So in week eleven, you're gonna have New Mexico State taking on. Oh, hate that. All right, so you're gonna have New Mexico State taking on Alabama. Then you're gonna have Samford taking on Florida. You're gonna have. Right. All right, so that's week eleven. Week twelve. You're going to have Charleston Southern taking on Georgia. New Mexico State's going to go take on Kentucky, which I think New Mexico State could probably compete with Kentucky, maybe. Um, maybe. U- University of Louisiana Monroe, you're going to be at LSU. Uh, and on. Oh, listen to this one. All right, listen to this one. All right, so you have South Alabama taking on Tennessee. But then you have Prairie View taking on Texas A&M. Oh, come That's, on. Yeah. And then you have – Week 13, you're going to have Missouri going – never mind. They're playing in Arkansas but at Little Rock. I'm assuming that's what it means. But, I mean, Prairie View takes on – that game's going to be over in the first quarter. So, like I said, Easy. I, I kind of get the underlying point of what that radio's program was saying, but I didn't like the way they word it because it does throw you like, well, what does it mean? that It's out of conference schedule. It shouldn't matter what time of the year. 
Right. I agree. Anyway, we need to move on. We're running low on time, if not already past time. We're already past the hour there, bud. But you, you know what no. we do best. I only five we're going. And this is why I told you we will move something else out. But no, James has to have three segments this week. Well, you know, a lot of things happened. We had four. Well, I mean, things happened. We, we could have waited. Here's my thing. I love schedules. I think because, you know, now we're, hit, we're about to hit that point to where, especially in college football, the last recruiting day is coming up, and then we're kind of in the midst of law, right, until spring camp. Basically. This yeah. gives people excitement about the coming season. And hopefully COVID's over and we're actually able to have the schedule we see now and not another well, we, all conference schedule. Because I, I well, miss. We talk about that next week? I mean, No. It's news I'm now. Trying to, I'm it's trying to fill now. next week's shows. I'm still trying to fill next week's shows. I've got two segments for next week. That's it. I need stuff to talk about here, James. Well, and I'll make sure we have stuff talked about. But, Raceland, go ahead. You're, you're starting the teaser already. Give us a little right. teaser what's coming next week, and we'll wrap things hey, up. Next week, we'll be talking uh, Super Bowl matchup, Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus Kansas City Chiefs. And the night before the Super Bowl, the NFL does their NFL honors, their award show. Uh, we will be doing our own little award show at some point next week, probably on Thursday. Uh, probably talk about the Super Bowl matchup on Tuesday a little bit. Uh, obviously, don't want to miss it. We will have more for you next week, next Tuesday, on the podcast that is your favorite football podcast. Thank you for joining us. I'm Raceland, along with Pat and James. See you next week.